Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in. And recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis. When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him. He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point then we hear a name change. Rearrange the game so now we gotta change Brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 339, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chris Featherstone. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Indeed, indeed, indeed. We got a fun one for you tonight, as always, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, this week, the weekly wrestler interview. Uh, I'm pleased to have this person back on the show. Uh, it's been almost. It's been about a year and a half. Uh, just about a year and a half since the last person. Uh, since the last time this person was on the show. Uh, this person was able to uh, share a, an anniversary show with us, uh, so I was uh, very thankful for that. And um, uh, he was in uh, he was in Ring of Honor then, and he's in Ring of Honor now. Uh, he has a championship under his belt now. La- uh, last time he was on the show, he did not. Uh, so it should be uh, fun to listen uh, to this person. And he has an opportunity this weekend to win the television championship from Punishment Martinez. Without further ladies and gentlemen, Chris Saban. Uh, and at the end of the Chris Saban interview, of course, we have a lot to talk about Raw SmackDown. Uh, a lot to talk about with, with Raw, particularly a couple, uh, a couple of subjects about Raw. One about something that happened, the other one about the, the ratings. So 
We got some Mixed Max Challenge uh, information regarding Sasha Banks being injured. We got uh, Cody Rhodes information to chat about. Flavor of the Week this week, we're on with another fan's choice, another tournament. A new tournament, ladies and gentlemen. People are really liking these tournaments, so we're going to bring that back once again. And we're going to talk about the best 1980s wrestler never to win a title. That's crazy. A lot of Hall of Fames on this list as well. So we'll see. Fans are going to vote. The live crowd is going to vote to see who the best person is in the 1980s wrestler to never won a championship. Of course, we got a lot of trivia, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen. I am really, really looking forward to uh, checking out this interview with you all. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion, former Impact Wrestling World Champion, Chris Saban. Enjoy. We'll see you on the other side. Chris Saban, ladies and gentlemen, my guy, he's back on the show. This is the Pancakes and Power Sam show, of course. I am Chris Featherstone. And uh, this Saturday, we got some uh, really interesting, actually Friday, um, we got uh, a really cool one of one of Ring of Honor's uh, most popular uh, pay-per-views uh, in all, all of the year. Uh, this person is very uh, successful at this pay-per-view. I don't know if you remember this uh, <laughs> this stat, but we'll talk about it here in a moment. Uh, September 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Ring of Honor is presenting Death Before Dishonor. This is this Friday in Las Vegas. This person has an opportunity to become the uh, television champion. Uh, last time we talked, uh, Chris Saban and I, uh, was almost a year and a half ago, and at that point in time, uh, he said that he had uh, no championships at all. Uh, it's funny. Um, I think maybe being on the show may be a uh, good luck charm, so to speak, although I'm not a luck guy, but a proverbial good luck charm because uh, less than six months later, he ended up winning the tag team championship. So uh, let's see if that trend continues uh, on this death before dishonor. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, you're a Michigan fan. Uh, you, you've uh, you make it very known every every time. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, of course. Uh, the, the Michigan Strong. Um, I really respect you as a competitor, but uh, I'm a Buckeye man, so uh, we're going to be at odds uh, with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about Michigan football, man? Uh, a loss to Notre Dame, but uh, strong wins ever, ever since. So what are your thoughts? Man, I actually haven't been following too closely this season. I've just been, uh, you know, I've been a little busy. Um, so yeah, actually, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, I, I haven't been paying attention too closely. I am, you know, I try to watch games when I can, but uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what's going on right now. To be perfectly honest, I'm sure you're gonna lock your eyes in the end of November when uh, they play uh, the Buckeyes. Uh, just like a, yeah, oh, oh, of course. I try not to miss. I try not to miss at least Michigan versus Michigan State, and then Michigan versus Ohio State. I always try to make sure I see at least those two games. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. So, like I said, uh, Duffy for dishonor. Let's let's dive right into it. This uh, Friday, September twenty eighth, nine p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you won a uh, number one contenders uh, spot, four corners, I believe, match uh, that uh, allowed you to uh, become the number one contender. And uh, since then, you've. Uh, You've been beefing with uh, with Punisher Martinez. Uh, even Punishment even uh, attacked 
um, your your uh, Motor City Machine Guns uh, partner, uh, Alex Shelley. Uh, so, uh, and, and you made it very clear that uh, it wasn't a personal thing, but you know now since uh, uh, punishment is making it personal, uh, you know you're going to do the same. So, what message do you have for punishment coming up uh, on, on routes of com- this coming Friday? You know, I, I'm not going to send him any message, you know, like I'd rather him, you know, be wondering what's going to happen. You know, I'm not going to tell him one way or the other. I just want him to wait and see because obviously, you know, for him to just keep on uh, repeatedly jumping Alex Shelley from behind, jumping me from behind, keep on trying to intimidate me. Obviously he's worried. Uh, so, you know what, I'm just going to let him continue to be worried. And, you know, I think he's going to be in for some surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, should be a really, really good match between the two of you, um, and this will be your first opportunity to win a singles championship. If you do win the uh, television championship, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on, on just you know when your first singles title if that happens? Uh, well, it would just be a, a goal I can you know check check off yeah. as accomplished. Um, you know, I becoming a television champion uh, is is a pretty big deal in Ring of Honor. I think if I do win the television championship, I can say I'm at least the second best wrestler in Ring of Honor. You know, the world champion, obviously, is number one. But, hey, if I can say I'm the second best, that's uh, um, that's, that's pretty good. Absolutely, man. If you win, you should should don a moniker uh, and call yourself the king of television. Yeah, you know, I hope it comes with, uh, you know... um, uh, some some control over television, or at least some influence. You know, I'd bring back shows like uh, like The Office. You know, make there sure Michael go. Scott is in it and everything, and yeah. you know, maybe have one more Saved by the Bell reunion or something. I Who knows? It. Hopefully, hopefully, I attain those powers. I dig it. Uh, now, uh, you know that uh, that I would hope in your eyes that would uh, that would uh, Saturday Night Live reunion, maybe eighties and nineties SNL. Were you a big fan at all? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. It'd be even better if I could, you know, bring back, uh, you know, Chris Farley back to life or something. You yeah. know, he was he was my favorite, but uh, but yeah, that would be cool. Or yeah. I'll just go on it myself, you know. Farley was my all-time favorite actor too. So although we're at odds with Michigan Ohio State, there's our common ground. Chris Farley, I think he was the greatest. <laughs> fa- I think he was the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. There's our middle ground. <laughs> all worked out. So ROH, uh, over the past few years, have had a very strong relationship with New Japan. Uh, the uh, Ring of Honor Championship being featured uh, a lot of time over the past few years at Wrestle Kingdom, their biggest pay-per-view. Uh, and you also are going to be on Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Uh, so you got a pretty interesting uh, weekend. You got you, you're in Vegas on Friday, then you're in Cali on uh, on Saturday or uh, on, on the 30th on Sunday. Uh, you're going to be teaming with Jeff Cobb and Flip Gordon against Chaos, uh, the best best friends of Beretta and Chucky e. T and Hiroki Goto, the never open weight uh, championship. Now, since you know, hopefully you'll be carrying the television champion with you. Any aspirations to be uh, possibly never champion, or, or uh, you, you've had a junior tag run, maybe junior single champ? Any any New Japan goes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think I had a pretty good showing in the Best of Super Juniors uh, tournament this year. So, you know, I got a lot of momentum from that. So basically, I just, I mean, just want to continue to uh, work for New Japan, try to, like, earn a more permanent spot there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you never know what could happen. Uh, like, a junior title, definitely. Definitely, I would love to, you know, have a chance to wrestle for the junior title at some point. Um or, or you never know, maybe the junior tag titles, if I can find myself a tag team partner. Yeah, there you go. 
So what's uh, any updates for the fans of uh, you and Shelly? I know that, uh, uh, you know, you're still brothers, uh, brothers in, in Michigan and, and brothers uh, to the bone, but, uh, you know, any any updates on uh, the future of you and Saban? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think just for the foreseeable future that the Motor City Machine Guns are pretty much done. You know, of course, we're still friends outside and everything, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that uh, it's going to be, for us, you know, it's, I'm going to be on my own for quite a while now. I don't see uh, the Motor City Machine Guns reunited anytime soon, but that's okay because you got to mix it up. You know, I've, I've gone back and forth between singles and tag team wrestling throughout my career, and you know, I was a tag team wrestler for the last couple of years, so it's good to switch things up and you know, see how far I can take this as a singles wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. And like I mentioned before, last uh, year you were successful at, uh, at Death Before Dishonor. Um, you won the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship with Alex Shelley on uh, September 22nd of last year, uh, defeating the Young Bucks at uh, W4 Dishonor this year. Another title opportunity, but as a single. Uh, are, are fans going to see your streak continue of being the king of W4 Dishonor? Well, I, I certainly hope so, and I hope that what you say is true, that uh, me coming on the show is good luck. So, you know, I hope that me, I hope that, you know, that luck rubs off again yeah. so I can win the TV title. So, you know, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, any any strategies? You know, of course, you don't want to spill all the beans out to uh, Punishment Martinez because he may be listening and, and he may be wanting to uh, take away and use your strategies against yourself. Uh, what can you tell the fans of what to expect from Chris Saban uh, going to this match with Pornisman Martinez? Oh, well, I have a lot of experience wrestling big guys. Um, if you look throughout my entire career, I've always, you know, obviously I'm a smaller guy when it comes to overall size in pro wrestling. So a lot of the time I'm wrestling a guy that's bigger than me. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to deploy those techniques. I'm going to watch some Punishment Martinez matches, and I'm going to devise a strategy and I'm going to try and execute that strategy, and we'll see what happens. But I can guarantee that you're in for a great match for the fans. Like, I, I promise that. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's talk about the G1 Supercard real quick. We talked about the merger between New Japan, well, the, the partnership between New Japan and Ring of Honor. Now, uh, the WrestleMania weekend, uh, the New, New Japan and Ring of Honor with the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden, uh, something that pro wrestling fans has not experienced since the inception of WWE. WWE's had a, a just a, a really uh, hard uh, a grip toward the MSG venue. Uh, Ring of Honor, just with its popularity over the past couple of years, especially with um, partnershiping with New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor's influence to the very successful All In pay per view, uh, led to a sellout. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, wrestling fans and, and wrestlers in general uh, it's feel can feel good and, and feel uh, relieved of having some really good options. Now, what are your thoughts as far as just the wrestling scene in general, and to be able for a Ring of Honor show uh, that's sixteen over sixteen years old, but was known for a lot of its time as more of an underground promotion. You know, 500 people, 1,000, 2,000 uh, people. Now, you know, partnering with New Japan, selling 16, 17, 18,000 seats. You know, that's a huge achievement in the world of professional wrestling as a whole. 
specifically outside of WWE. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think um, I think that's one of the coolest things for a legendary wrestling venue, and of course, it's uh, you know been a venue exclusively used the corporation. I have so many memories of watching wrestling there. Was one of my favorites is uh, you know Bret Hart defeating Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10 for the world title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be able to have a chance to wrestle in that building and for it to be a sellout, it's absolutely a dream come true for me. Yeah. Uh, so I really hope that I'm booked for the show, which I can't tell you if I am or not at this point, but I really hope I am. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on just wrestling in general because of the sellout? being able to create uh, a viable option for wrestlers outside of WWE? I think, I think that we're in a very special uh, age of wrestling right now. Um, you know, people always like to compare eras. You know, I think, like, you can look at wrestling throughout history, and it's it, it's it's like writing periods where it's extremely popular, and then, you know, it kind of dies off for a little bit, but it always comes back and it goes up and it goes down. And I think we're right on an upswing right now. I think that uh, wrestling is good overall. It's good for people who want to get into wrestling because there's so many jobs available. Pretty much in today's environment, if you're talented enough, uh, you're going to find a job. It, it's just going to happen. There are places to work and there's money to be made. Um, it, it's just this, it's wrestling has become this kind of underground cool thing among people that you know it's 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 like a cool and hip thing to go see your local pro wrestling show on on a saturday night you know and that's another thing it's not it's not just the one show it's not just one company that's dominating everything you know wrestling has gone uh transferred back to the local level mm-hmm. uh, you know in so many ways uh, as far as like attendance and um you know availability of the workers and everything like it's it's Wrestling at the local level, it's really strong right now. And I think that, you know, the next coming years, you're just going to see uh, wrestling continue on that upward trend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm excited about it. I'm sure you're excited about it as a wrestler. The fans are excited about it as well, just of the trend and the, the viable options outside of WWE. Let the listeners know one more time, Death Before Dishonor, this coming Friday in Vegas. Uh, this Friday, uh, September 28th, Death Before Dishonor, live on pay-per-view. Uh, make sure you turn in. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Watch me, Chris Saban, wrestle for the television championship and hopefully become the champion of television. Awesome. Hashtag king of television. Thanks a lot, Chris. Go Bucks. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Take care, man. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. Our mind, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living guy. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Frizzle, pinning them. 
to the max. And I'm Das Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gaps and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome. Never lost faith. You in all space. You can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier. Mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals. Using God for my defense in Alabama. We jamming. That's beautiful Bobby E and me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep. You all what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is took back. We repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God we trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You too. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Donna Brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. 339 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. I am Chris Featherstone. And we're going to have a great night tonight, live in 11 color. Getting funky like a monkey, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, as uh, this, as we continue to uh, get this together and, 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 and have a really, really good time, this is going to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. As always, as always, as always, let's have some fun with the Pancakes and Power Sam show. A special thank you to Chris Sabin for being on the show tonight. A uh, special thank you to Ring of Honor for the death before dishonor. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that on Friday night. So please be sure to make it happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun as we do, as always, on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We have a lot to talk about, as we always do. And uh, we're going to have some fun, as we always do. We got uh, some uh, raw stuff to talk about, which, (laughs) yikes. Um, Yeah, definitely uh, odd, some some very odd stuff to talk about regarding the the raw ratings. Um, Got Sasha Banks uh, injured and... um, Awesome, some raw stuff regarding Bella, old Nick, old Nickster, the old, uh, or the Breester, actually. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting to talk about, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen. All right, without further ado, let's uh, let's make this happen. Let's have some fun, and uh, let's bring in uh, Evan Tech Prout from Under Matt Radio. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, doing all right. How you feeling, man? Doing good, man. Uh, doing good, doing good. Um, ready to have some fun on the show. And uh, we will be, 
we're going to take a quick break to get uh, the social media crowd on, and we will be right back after these messages.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 339, Pancakes of Power Slam Show. We are live in Lemon Keller, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. We're going to have some fun, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a fun night. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's, let's uh, have uh, my boy Evan Tech Prout on the show on the Matt Radio. How's it going, Evan? Doing all right. I'm good, man. How you feeling? Doing well, man. Uh, having a great time as always. Uh, and, and we're going to uh, continue to have fun on the show here, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do. And let's jump right into uh, our night tonight. So without further ado, uh, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Headlines. Headlines. Yeah. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start right into the Raw. Raw, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Raw hits, Raw review. What is going on with WWE Raw, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on with WWE Raw? (laughs) WWE Raw has the uh, lowest uh, ratings of all the times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Um that is that is a lot. That's <laughs> saying a lot. Uh, the twenty twenty five years that Raw has been on the air and it has the lowest ratings of all time now. And so uh this past this past week, um unfortunately uh they were able to uh get get to the lowest of lows when it came to um when it came to, to, to ratings. So quite unfortunate and um you know it's like at this point who do you blame it on? You know? <laughs> it's like who who in the world do you blame um, Yeah, I mean who who in the world do you blame it on? It's it's one of those things that it's like you can't say Roman Reigns, you know, you can't say, oh, okay, well, let's just blame it on Roman Reigns because it's uh, convenient. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't do that. But so what else do you do? You know, who, what, what what do you do? How do you, uh, you know, uh, how are you able to um, really atone for, for the, the these terrible ratings? I see the uh, uh, chat coming up, what's going on, Gabriel? Um, yeah, what do you do with the with the terrible ratings, man? It's like, you know, of course people would be quick to blame. Okay, well Roman Reigns is the champion now, and so we're gonna, no. you know, blame it on Roman Reigns, and but that's a terrible way to uh, to you know to to blame it on because they haven't been really booking Roman Reigns very well. Because uh, you know, I like the Shield deal, I like all that, but at the same time, it's like, you know. Um, they haven't done a really good job really making people excited about watching the raw product. And, you know, you can, you can say, okay, Brock Lesnar made it better, but Brock Lesnar was hardly ever there. So, you know, and so quite sad, man. Um, Quite quite sad. I think it's going to be a, a really tough uh, way to get out of that for sure. 
there's some things to to think about too, not the things some contributing factors, uh as I was saying earlier on my show, we mentioned off air, one, it's it's NFL season. Mm-hmm. Whenever the NFL is on between now in January, Raw's ratings are going to suck. Monday night is on to Monday night football. Every since yeah. the Monday night after the Monday night war and after about about two thousand three, two thousand four, since then, when the NFL really became the ultimate juggernaut, it's just all about Monday night football. So yeah. Raw's ratings by history has always suffered when football is in season. And then, you know, of course, yesterday you had a lot of shows. They had their season premieres or what have you. But uh, so there's some things to think about, too, because um, even when Cena was champion, Orton or even Punk or Daniel Bryan, or the NFL season numbers for Raw was either low or was just okay, mm-hmm. but never like this. And like you said, you know, think about it. If people complain about Brock, the difference is even though Brock wasn't on TV every week, Brock still had formidable opponents. You, you got to say, right. okay, Brock had to deal with Joe or Strowman or Reigns or Reigns again or Reigns for the 15,000th time or Strowman and Reigns or or Rollins or Cena or Goldberg. Brock is champ, had formidable opponents the way you could get excited to say, okay, Brock could lose or Brock has legit contenders. Rollins is champ. There's no one challenging him singly for a title. Because like you said, the way yeah. the booking reigns is, is this reigns in the shield against the door, what do we call them, the war dogs or the dogs of war. Dogs not, of war, yeah. yeah. they're not presenting anybody singly. Because like you said real quick, Rollins has to feed with Ziggler. He's Stassi champ. So he's feeding with Ziggler, but also, you know, and Rollins can face other people. Ambrose, you know, went against one-on-one. They could easily fight other people. Yep. Reigns yeah. is champ. Who's challenging him one on one? Reigns doesn't have anyone, and I don't encounter Strowman for real. Who does Reigns have as the ultimate threat? Yeah. No one. Yeah. And it and makes it that, very that difficult. You know, it's, it makes it quite difficult to uh, put people interested. You know, there's uh, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing to say. There, there's nothing. There's nothing to get you know to make us uh, uh, excited about. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's, it's quite sad, man. And um, I don't think WWE's doing uh, any. I don't think that WWE's doing us any uh, justice uh, by having uh, just random, you know, um, continued um, triple. You know, a triple person um, war, feuds right now. You know, there's there's really uh, it, it's, it's quite clear that people just aren't getting just aren't happy about it. You know, so and and I think that uh, uh, I think that I think that the tough part is the fact that um, it looks bad on Roman Reigns. You know, and it shouldn't be a Roman Reigns thing for sure. You know, and I think that. Uh, you know, really, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, who was who's to blame it on? Of course, you know, the booking team, but it just seems like it's uh, it, it's the crazy thing is that it's a downward spiral when it can't when it comes to um, 
when it comes to the ratings and the interest, but the stock keeps rising up. So you know WWE's doing the doing what they're supposed to be doing in, in that in that sense. But yeah, overall, you know anything else, it's like uh, you know there's the interest there is just not there. So um, all right, so we're getting some questions. Uh, hashtag Ask Chris. Hashtag Ask Chris. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to have some fun tonight, as we always do. Uh, let's jump right into the trivia. Here we go. This former WWE wrestler was known for being attacked by by Roddy Piper during a 1984 Piper's Pit segment. This former WWE wrestler was known for being attacked by Roddy Piper during a Piper's Pit segment. The sad part of the sad part of that is that um, he's from my hometown. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah he was from my hometown. I think he's passed away now, I believe. But um, yeah, he was unfortunately uh, beat up by Roddy Piper because R- Piper was rowdy before Roddy was cool, and um, this person got beat up. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's see see what y'all see what y'all get. All right, let's get uh so okay, so another thing with with Raw is that um Brie Bella. Let's talk about some uh let's talk about some Brie some Brie Bella dog. Um man, you know, and I'm a Booker T guy and he, my man D Bry and um but the, the yeah, the unfortunate thing with, with uh with with Brie Bella um, you know, there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of subjects going on, topics going on as far as a lot of chat going on with it as far as Brie Bella is concerned. Was it Brie's fault? Was it uh, um, Liv Morgan's fault? You know, I, you know, I've I've heard both sides, but at the same time, you know, I think they're, I think this is what people need to focus on, you know, and. <sighs> I, I I watched you know um, Total Total Bellas uh, a couple of them you know I've watched Total Divas I watched the first season a lot a couple of them but I tell you and, and I was and I was really pulling for Brie because I remember the times that I would watch it Brie Bella would talk about how much she would want to get back into the ring um, and I respect that and I and I really wanted her to succeed uh, however. <clears throat> um, Oh man, people are <laughs> botch mode, botch model, botcher. Oh goodness, murderer. So what? Yeah. Oh, no. oh, it's uh, it's 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 getting real up in the chat room now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know, GSP saying mistakes happen. This is what they sign up for. Recently, the first time I've heard of not being safe. See, well, here's here's the thing though. Um, you know, I think. I was just having a conversation about this earlier. Um, I think that with Brie Bella, she's really excited to come back. I think that's quite evident. I think it's evident that she's really, really excited to come back. But the problem is, is I think that she, you know, her husband's one of the greatest wrestlers in modern, you know, uh, in the past 20 years of of wrestling period, not even WWE, but pro wrestling period. And I think you have a, a wonderful teacher when it comes to that. However, I think the biggest issue right now is that 
it seems like Bree is kind of is, is kind of overly excited to get back into ring to the ring to the to the point that it's a detriment um to her opponents and even herself. I mean the the suicide dives she she tried was like you know almost lived up to his name unfortunately, you know, just, and it was it was just a really you know, a couple other things that she botched on and, you know, people are just like, it's gotten to the point where like a lot of people on social media are like, you know, get rid of the Bellas. Here's my thing. I like her feud with Daniel Bryan, you know, alongside Daniel Bryan. I understand that Maurice is gone. She's being a mother again. I respect that. Um, But why is, Free Bella, the only person who gets the rights to be on Raw and SmackDown. I, I don't understand that. That, that I lo- you know, people make mistakes, and I, 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 I think this is a Brie Bella thing. She should have been safer. I think it's no doubt on that. Uh, people make mistakes. I do understand that as well. But why in the world does Brie Bella get the uh, privilege more than Roman Reigns, more than John Cena? More than although he's a free agent, but he still can't. He still doesn't flop from one place to another. He's you know he stays on Raw for a few months and go on SmackDown and vice versa. The Undertaker has been on Raw mostly. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Out of all the legends of the of the WWE, a part of this whole brand thing, and all the top names, the the, the like I said, the Roman Reigns, the Seth Rollinses of this world. You got Brie Bella, who's able to compete on both Raw and SmackDown. So that doesn't make any sense to me at all. So, yeah. It, it, uh, I, I, I don't know if the WWE is going to have enough faith in her continuing to compete with these botches, unfortunately. Um, Eddie is saying Kane. But even with, even with Kane, though, even with Kane, he still stays for promotion for uh for a while you know he doesn't flip-flop every you know like Brie Bella is the only person that literally flip-flops and he, you know she's the only person who appears on Raw and Smackdown every single week now Kane was in Raw he was at Smackdown for a little bit when he was feuding against like cool, the Wyatt family uh and then he went to when he attacked Roman Reigns we we had this heel turn and he was shooting with Strowman for a little bit, you know, and so then he went back to SmackDown and teamed with, with Daniel Bryan. And now he's coming back to Raw, you know, for, for The Undertaker. Um, you know, he flip-flops like Cena does, but there's still no one in the WWE right now who literally just competes for both brands at the same time, but Brie Bella. So I don't understand what their privilege comes from. That's right. Is Can you hear me? Okay, sorry about that. Dealing with a little delay on my phone. Um, yeah, it will breathe. Accidents happen. It's not bad leg. I know she was getting, you know, annihilated online with botches, but let's remember something. One, Nia Jax almost killed, um, <laughs> almost killed Charlotte Flair a couple of times. Yeah. And almost yeah, pulled Bailey's arm off and dropped uh, Sasha Banks on her head. It is, and I said this earlier too. Is and I had, had, had uh, someone, one of our fans, asked and say, "Was why is there so much heat on Bree and not on other people? Because of the spotlight she's in. She's Daniel Bryan's wife. 
you know, there's botches that happen all the time. You know, Booker T went against Rick Martel, Super Brawl 8, yeah. and Rick Martel was injured. And, uh, and you can go down the line, Triple H, uh, Russell, Brandy Orton, two years back, and Orton's shoulder separated. I mean, we see it. RVD dislocated edge of the jaw. You know, look at Seth Rollins, you know, with Sting and, and Finn Balor and breaking Cena's nose. But uh, it will breathe. Accidents happen, and it's just. It's pro wrestling. It happens. It was a mistake. It wasn't intentional. Thank gosh Bree was able to drag her back in the corner. And you know, Kane body slammed Regal back in 2002, I believe. And Regal, similar thing, was knocked out cold on a live pay per view. It yeah. happens. It, that's the nature of the business. The one thing I have heard a lot of people are more upset about is they feel that Bree kind of. Went and did a half but apology on Twitter. Uh, and yeah. that's one of the issues. Yeah. A lot of people said us saying, I'm sorry, is, you know, the, the Bellas are not in the business of hurting people. Sorry, uh, getting our thoughts. Which, after have to agree. I said, come on, man. Apologize. Something. Do a tweet. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Sting said it when Rollins injured him. Rollins is more concerned. Then Sting was, and Rollins followed him to the avalanche. You know, you, you see it all the time, injuries. You know, Nakamura dropped Cena on his head. And we saw Nakamura mm-hmm. ask, are you okay? That that happens. Uh, but I think the backlash is, is man, you know, is mainly because of Breeze half-butt apology. Yeah, yeah. And, and yep, a lot of people don't like that, too. Um <clears throat> Lexi saying she jogged about the neck. Let's see if there's some access questions. Did Liv get that brass ring? <laughs> um, no, she didn't. Uh, <laughs> my boy Zed is uh, saying, what's up? Um, big fan of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, our, we'll talk about R-Truth here in a minute, man. I, you know, I'll tell you what. I am a fan of our truth, man. Our truth is the absolute man. I'm a big fan of the man, which is our truth, and uh, you know he continues to uh, amaze me when it comes to just uh, the ability to uh, reinvent himself, man. And uh, he's he's doing a great job, and he's been doing a good job uh, the past few weeks. Uh, I, I love I love just the corniness that our truth has. And it's uh, really, really cool. So no one knows who this wrestler is. Uh, Roddy with Roddy Piper, Piper's Pit. Let me let me uh, do it again. Let me let me ask this question again. This former WWE wrestler was known for being attacked by Roddy Piper during a 1984 Piper segment. This former WWE wrestler was known for being attacked. By Roddy Piper doing a 1984 Piper's Pit segment. Let's see who knows that. Um, no, people are saying Snooker. No, that that's the big coconut incident. Um, yeah. So the uh, that, that's the that's the that's the coconut incident. No, nope, that's that's not uh, that's not the correct one. Um, good 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 guess though, but not uh, not quite. Again, ask Chris, hashtag ask Chris if you have a uh, um, uh, question. Nope, not Orndorff either. Dynamite Kid or Blackjack? Nope. I'm getting all these uh, really cool answers, <laughs> but none of them are correct, unfortunately. Uh, all right, so I think I stumped the uh, live chat, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. 
Ricky Williams. Frankie Williams. He was a jobber um, from Columbus, Ohio. My my turf, Columbus, Ohio, home of the, the Ohio State Buckeyes, the best team in college football right now. Uh, and I don't care what Clemson or Georgia or Alabama has to say about that. Too bad. We'll see at the end of the year. Ohio State, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so ladies, without further ado, <laughs> New Day Voice, who good fellow says. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, look at this bracket here. Here's here's the bracket for the next couple of weeks. You see this? This is a really cool. Uh, yes, Rob. Uh Frankie with the blue tights. Yes, GHP. I took it way back. Absolutely. All right. So this is 16 names of WWE wrestlers who never won a single title. Isn't that crazy? Well, a a 16 names. Uh, Harley Race Hall of Fame, Duggan Hall of Fame, Steel, Georgie Animal Steel Hall of Fame, Cowboy Bob Orton Hall of Fame, Hillbilly Jim Hall of Fame, Jake Roberts Hall of Fame, Dusty Rhodes Hall of Fame, Bat News Brown, uh, maybe Hall of Fame one day, Bam Bam Bigelow, I'm sure he's shoe in Hall of Famer one day, One Man Gang, perhaps Hall of Famer one day, Paul Orndorff Hall of Fame, Big John Stud, Hall of Fame credentials. Uh, Junkyard Dog Hall of Fame, Hercules, one of the most popular 80s wrestlers, Coco Beware Hall of Fame, and King Kong Bundy, another super popular 80s wrestler. Most of the names are WWE Hall of Famers right now. None of these names won a single WWE championship during their career in the 80s. How about that? So we're going to vote on this this week, and uh, it should be fun. It should be lots of fun. Um I like I've getting a lot of uh comments on these uh on these tournaments. So good fellow says JYD was his favorite growing up. Um Bam Bam versus Holly should be a turning for tournament finale. Uh we'll see. We'll see. Don't spoil don't uh I don't get any people's uh <laughs> what about Zeus that he says. Um no, Zeus was there for a hiccup. Uh, he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely not an eighties wrestler. He was an eighties celebrity who was a very um who was a very very popular celebrity and he was a, a awesome heel to Hulk Hogan and the funny thing about that is, is I've been talking to Zeus's agent of the past couple of weeks to get him on the show so um we'll uh trying to dot some i's and cross some t's and finalize some things to see Zeus may be on the show um and I remember when I was a kid I used to ha- I used to always like uh clash my wrists together uh <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no holds barred, man. Uh-huh. 1989, no holds barred. Um, you know, it, we did our movie review uh, about a month or two back uh, with with uh, some popular old school wrestling movies. And um, wow, I mean, it's like one of those things that no holds barred was so terrible um, in retrospect. But when I watched No Holds Barred, I was like, man, you know, this is almost 30 years ago. I feel like a kid again, you know, and it was uh, it was it was really fun to watch. I really enjoyed watching No Holds Barred when I was a few a, a couple months back. It was it was a really cool, really cool to relive 
uh, No Holds Barred and, and Zeus uh, doing that. Um, got a lot of uh, Ask Chris questions. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Luis? I, I, I don't know if it's Luis or Luis. I, I apologize. Um, how do you feel about the ending for the Pete Dunne and Ricochet match? First of all, that match was absolutely fantastic. I, I, I wish that there was a clear-cut winner, but I didn't think there were going to be a clear winner because it was on an NXT tape show. Uh, I actually wasn't. Um, I was. I was. I wasn't opposed to having someone be dual champion. I think that that to me, I think that that's a takeover. That that to me that just screams a takeover main event. Uh, the a dual champion. Pete Dunne versus Ricochet. One person's going to be a dual champion. Um, you know, Pete Dunne's had that title for so long, and he's had it since what uh, Takeover Chicago. Uh, he beat um, Tyler Bate, and that was Takeover Chicago of last year, of 2017. So he's had the title for what, like. Uh, 13, 14, 15 months. Someone in the chat room let me know uh, when exactly when uh, he won that title. I know it was TakeOver uh, of last year. One night, <laughs> JSP, hashtag Milwaukee. Or should I say, as I tweeted, hashtag one night in Milwaukee. We'll talk about that for uh, for SmackDown. Um, one day, Chris, we're going to talk about the non-Hall of Famers who should be in and why they aren't. Yes, I like that. Let's let's do that. Remember, remind me on the remind me on Twitter to do that. Uh, we can do that after this uh, tournament's up. Uh, this will be a two-week thing, and we can talk about that. So remind me of that. Brandon's asking, do you think? Uh, ask Chris, do you think WWE will stop Brie from wrestling? She's worse. Um. Probably for a second. I mean, she's scheduled for um, Super Showdown. Um, I think uh, it was her, uh, them two, and Rousey against the Riot Squad. Um, nothing scheduled for Evolution. And WWE's done a terrible job promoting that uh, event. I mean, they've done a terrible job promoting Evolution. They've promoted their international events more than their domestic events. You know, they, they've they've promoted the Australia and the Saudi Arabia event much better than they've promoted an event that's going to be in Newark. That you know, it's, it's uh, from the last time I heard is uh, ticket sales they, they 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 were getting a little better, but at the same time they were struggling to make to do ticket sales. So, yeah. um, that's really odd. That's really odd to me that they're you know spending more of their time promoting two events that. Um, like for instance, they don't need to promote the Saudi Arabia event at all. I mean, you've got you've got Saudi Arabia just basically handing you a big old barrel of money, and you're going to have people in Saudi Arabia. They're going to sell out. They don't even need to stack the card up. Australia, you know, it's good to promote the heck out of that, but they've done a really good job promoting that with Taker and Triple H. And then you have the pay-per-view in the middle, which is Evolution, and they've done a, a terrible job promoting that. So I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah. Um, I was gonna mention too, like you said, promote-wise, you got the Australia show, Saudi Arabia is going to sell out. So then I don't think they're too worried about promoting that. It's not even here in the states, so they gotta do is keep reminding you that you can watch it on the network, where you can get that free trial. Um. 
I think another thing too with this downfall of wrestling right now with WWE, I would say, is there's so much um, oversaturation, man. There's so much wrestling content. Yeah. We remember 20 years ago, we was just crying for more wrestling because we didn't have it a lot. We just had Nitro and Raw and, and Saturday Night and Saturday Night's main event or, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Superstars or their main event. That's all we had, so we wanted more. Now it's the reverse. You have so much when it comes to WWE. You know, of course, yep. you have uh, Power Slam, you know, PowerSlam.TV, which me and you both, uh, you know, use and watch. There's wrestling all around the world. There's other wrestling. But with WWE, it's so much content. I think uh, Wrestling Inc. just did a video on that and um, a few other people about WWE maybe having too much content. Which, I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt, but at the same time, you know, are you really going to run and watch Raw when you can easily <laughs> DVR? Or you can just watch the Raw highlights on YouTube right. for an hour? Same right. way with SmackDown. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, um, Louis. Uh, Louis, uh, May 20th, 2017 is when Pete Dunne uh, beat Tyler Bank at uh, TakeOver Chicago. Yeah. So that was, uh, what, 17 months ago. So, wow, 17 months the guys have the title. And unfortunately, it hasn't been, it hasn't really been in big angles. I mean, he had an NXT angle for for uh, for a second with Roderick Strong, um, had some good matches with him, and uh, you know, unfortunately, they haven't really, you know, hasn't been hasn't been really good angles to really set that up to be a really cool uh, title. It's just kind of been there. Um, all right. So next question: Who managed Eric Escobar? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Escobar, I said his name. I had him on a show a, a few years back. Uh, who managed Eric Escobar when he was on the SmackDown roster? Who managed Eric Escobar when he was on the SmackDown roster? You weren't you weren't ready for that. I'm sure nobody was ready for that. <laughs> uh, good good job, Rob. Good job, good job, Chrono Gabriel. Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero. Ex- excuse me. I said excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, with NXT UK he gets more storylines. Yeah, I agree with that. Hopefully, hopefully so because, uh, you know, 17 months is a long time to have the title, but not if you haven't really done anything with it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see with that. All right, let's do another trivia question, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's just fire away on these trivia questions. We got a, a lot of people in the chat room right now. It's uh, it's hot as it is always. Let's do it, man. Why not? Who originally get, uh, who originally came out to Brodus Clay's "Somebody Call My Mama" theme song? <laughs> who originally came out to Brodus Clay's "Somebody Call My Mama" theme song? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I, I did it. I did it. Um, all right, so real quick, let me plug the Facebook crowd. For those who are watching this on Thursdays, thank you for joining us. Uh, real quick, good job, er, good job, uh, Rob and Gabriel. Ernest the Cat Miller. Uh, again, for those who are watching this on the Thursday, um, this is the 
live Tuesday YouTube version. But at the same time, stay with us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Facebook Thursday night crowd. The uh, taped, the Attitude Era, I call it the Attitude Era version uh, because it's the tape version of uh, the Tuesday night podcast. However, be sure to uh, tweet at Chris Prolific, tweet at Chris Prolific during the Thursday pod, uh, podcast and uh, hashtag ask Chris. So tweet at Prolific, hashtag ask Chris during the uh, Thursday uh, podcast and I will um and I will respond to you on Twitter uh, while you're watching it on Thursday night. So thank you so much, Thursday night Facebook crowd, for joining us as well. Uh, thank you so much for uh, the everyday audio uh, for the YouTube crowd. To check this on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube. Uh, also, uh, this will be started. This started. Uh, this will be uh, new on the Wrestling Inc. audio uh, as well. Uh, 339 episodes in, uh, four, six and a half years uh, of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Haven't missed a single week. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the best fans in the world, as they always say. And I mean it. I mean every single bit of it. You know why I mean it? Because I do it for you. Absolutely. Uh, let's do some uh, Ask Chris questions. Am I the only one? GSP is asking this. Am I the only one freaked out by that super small desk they're giving William Regal? <laughs> Respect on his name. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, that is a quite quite a Bernard, uh desk there. Uh, they do need to put some respect on his name. I I I, I um I agree with that. Uh, all right. So somebody call my mama, Ernest Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller. Why not, ladies and gentlemen? I got another one. I got another one. Let's do this. Let's fire away. Who won the Brawl for All tournament? Who won the Brawl for All tournament? Does anybody remember that Brawl for All theme song? That thing was great. Um, down, down, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Brawl for All theme song, ladies and gentlemen. Um, which was all uh, that Brawl for All theme song was also recycled. <laughs> I remember when oh, yeah. I wrote for Bleach Report years ago, I was a feature columnist at Bleach Report for uh, almost three and a half years, and uh, that was one of the uh, list articles that I wrote uh, the recycled theme song. So if you Google right now, Chris Featherstone recycled theme songs Bleach Report, you'll get an article from me that I wrote. Uh, I don't know, probably 2013, 14, something like that, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. So we'll uh, just, yeah, Google that, and you'll check out all the cool <laughs> recycled theme songs used by the WWE. So check that out. Um, people are saying Bart Gunn won. No, he 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 lost. Bart Gunn did not win. Uh, the brawl for all because they went to WrestleMania, um, and he won and he uh, went against somebody and uh, he lost. So, all right, who won the brawl for all? Before I got went to the finals, then he got knocked out. <laughs> by, by yeah, remember that? Yeah. Um, 
Ask Chris. Rob is asking, what do you feel is the best storyline going in WWE right now? Seems kind of slow all around, but what do you think is working? I think that's a good point, too. I think it is kind of slow all around. I would say the best storyline going on right now. Um, I like the Shield um, versus uh, Strowman because it's really putting Strowman over as a heel because he was like a really strong baby face um, for for a while. You know, organically he turned as a baby face, and then you know, with being with Drew and Dolph. Uh, that's that's uh, it's a really good job of him being a heel. So, um, and to see the shield back, I like the shield. Um, they're not. It, uh, it it's not the same, you know, as, as as it was before. Even when they came back last year, they even made it a little better because they were still doing the gang attacks and stuff like that. But they only really gang attacked um, Braun Strowman this time, and now they they're doing the whole babyface shield where they're kind of getting beat up and kind of got to yeah, kind of have the claw out. scratched their way. Yeah. yeah. And overall they were, you know, doing the whole, uh, young and the restless Dean Ambrose version, you know, and it, it right. was just, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just not the same as it was before. So I like the shield. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the shield. However, um, yeah, I'm just not, a am not, not a big fan of that. Um, oh, thank you for the tweet. Uh, reminder tweet. Um, Rob is asking who attacked Aleister Black, and I want to know what chat thinks. Seriously, stumped here. Um, you know, that's an interesting angle that they're doing right now because they were interviewing a bunch of people. They're interviewing, uh, they interviewed Candice LeRae, (laughs) they interviewed Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, they interviewed EC3, who actually blamed uh, Lars Sullivan, and that started uh, an angle between them two. So, um, I would say, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually Gargano, because it seems like um, Gargano might be kind of going the heel route uh, soon. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, and it makes sense because Gargano would have. Uh, Organo would want a singles match with Tommaso Ciampa because it was supposed to be a triple threat match. It became a singles match. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it was actually Gargano that, uh, that attacked Aleister Black and starts his heel run uh, feuding with Black. So uh, that wouldn't be a surprise to me at all. No one's saying Dijak. His, na- his name isn't Donovan Dijak anymore. Someone saying uh, Matt Riddle. No, no, Matt Riddle's like the <laughs> he's like the a uh, huge baby face man. People love Matt Riddle, so uh, yeah. So Gargano is, is my choice there. Uh, so what's up? What's up with the what's up with the brawl for all? No one knows who won the brawl for all tournament. Are you crazy? That's, that's sad. Come on, guys. <laughs> No one knows who won the brawl for all tournament. Come on, you gotta grab the brass ring, and you gotta know your trivia, and you gotta know, as Goodfella just got it right, it was Butterbean. I remember when uh, Dr. Death got knocked out. Yes, 
<laughs> that's <laughs> no, no, surprised me too. That surprised me when Doctor Death got knocked out. It seems like Godfather. Because, yeah, yeah, because you know the rumor was uh, they were expecting Doctor Death to win it so they can set up a uh, a big push for him against Austin for the title. So, yeah. Um, but that never happened, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, Dr. Def uh, got knocked out. Um, and I was a big Dr. Def fan as a kid, too. I, I loved Dr. Def Steve Williams. I, I loved the Oklahoma Stampede Power Slam. Uh, he would run. He would pick someone up and and uh, run and hit him on the turnbuckle and then Power Slam him. And he was one of the only people that actually did, because, you know, British Bulldog did a running power slam, but he, the, the whole body was kind of like draped over his shoulder. But Dr. Death actually had him in a slam position the whole time and uh, did the Oklahoma Stampede that way. So, big fan of Dr. Death when I was a kid. So. He's in the video games, too. Yep, yep. I was a big fan of No Mercy as well. Oh, um, yep. Yeah, I, I think I think I still think No Mercy. I, I'm not a gamer as much as I used to be. I used to play all the like Raw versus SmackDowns and things like that. Um, but I haven't been a, I haven't been a gamer in, in quite some time. Uh, but I still I still play occasionally play No Mercy. My six year old son um, is a you know he likes No Mercy <laughs> and he likes. Uh, and he, he it's, it's funny because he gets really, really into No Mercy, and uh, I think it's really cool because uh, No Mercy came out like almost twenty years ago. So, uh, yeah, so it was, it's really cool to see that. But uh, I still think it's one of the uh, the, the the best uh, uh, best video games out right now. Uh, out period. I know that you got the two K nineteen with uh, Soccer Mom AJ Styles on the cover. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm, a, uh, I'm a I'm still a current game. I still have my sixty four sitting right here with uh, No Mercy, Revenge, uh, World Tour, World and, Tour. Um, WrestleMania two thousand. But uh, AJ Styles, he said it too. We, we talked about it. Vir- virtual for wrestling one and two was the Japanese version from Japan. They had the Dad Vader on it. Instead, Steve Williams um, mm. was great. And if anybody out there listening that still play games, the PlayStation 2, because I have actually have what's called a Swap Magic, um, where you can play imported games. And I currently yeah. have King of Coliseum 2, which has cancer everyone on that game. The game is one of the best, uh, you know, on there. That game, No Mercy. The 2K series is cool. I mean, I have 18. Um, you know, they're cool, but... Stuff like the old ones and Fire Pro, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns from PlayStation Two and Fire Pro World is uh, those are the best wrestling games for uh, listeners that still play video games. I'm sure y'all do. So want to admit it? You can. If you don't want to admit it, you're lying. (laughs) You're a liar. We all we all still play. Just not be able to play as much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, someone sent as a technicality, uh, Butterbean won uh, the match, but Bart Gunn won the tournament. Uh, if you say so, if you say so, I think it was one of those like 
Bart Gunn uh, kind of defending his crown and seeing if he can beat Butterbean. But, uh, you know, if you want to say Bart Gunn won, that's, uh, there you go, Bart Gunn. Um, all right, so we got another Ask Chris question. Hashtag Ask Chris. Rob is asking if they did a brawl for all now, who would win? <laughs> I'm assuming Brock, but if he didn't compete, going to assume Braun could kill someone with one potato. Um, backstage. See, I don't, I don't know much about just bronze. You know, just like shoot skills. You know, striking skills. So I don't. I don't know. You know, I, I, I know he's probably stronger than everybody. Uh, you know, backstage. You know, Brock. Um, yeah, Brock's not a good striker either. Um, Brock's. You know, I've yeah, watched. I think all of Brock's UFC fights, Brock actually uses his weight. You know, he's a ground and pound guy, but he uses his weight, you know, to kind of tackle people. You know, he's a wrestler. So he uses that ability to do it. But he, you know, as we saw with Frank Muir, he's just not a good striker. Um, so, yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's a, actually a good question because I can't think of anybody – Backstage, uh, from what I know, now if Jack Swagger was still there, I would say that he would be up there because I heard that he was uh, pretty legit. Don't forget backstage. about um, don't forget about Henry Mark Henry Roshan's man. Yeah, well, he's retired now. He still can swing. Um, um, <laughs> um so yeah, I I uh, I definitely think that. That's actually a pretty good question. Let me think. Let me let me kind of think this over a little bit. Um, thinking of people back, Drew Drew McIntyre, um, swing. Perhaps, perhaps he'd be up there. Mark um, Merrow. <laughs> the marvelous one. <laughs> Mark Mark Merrow. Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, maybe, maybe, because uh, you know he, he can he kick knows, though. He, he's a kicker. He knows some, yeah, he's a good kicker. Um, as far as like good strikers, um, yeah, there, there's not a lot of. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine Roman Reigns could do could go a round or two. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty good question. I don't. I can't think of anybody who um who's like really dominant. I mean, of course Braun Strowman from a strength standpoint. Um but that doesn't always mean anything. I mean, if there's always I mean, I I wrestled and, you know, I I've beat I've beat people bigger than me. So um that, you know, just because you're bigger doesn't mean anything. I've uh, I've I've done that plenty of times when I when I used to I used to be an amateur wrestler. And uh me too. so I Size doesn't matter, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, and and mm-hmm. actually, a lot of times, size is actually better, you know, for a wrestler because they can, they can, uh, they can uh, clip their legs and do do a leg trip better. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good question of, of who would who would win. I would say, you know, I guess the safe bet would be uh, Braun Strowman. I guess the safe bet would be Braun Strowman. Uh, Rob is saying Ziggler, Jason Jordan, Sin Car. Oh yeah, I heard Sin Car was. Pretty legit, yeah. That's a good one. Riddle did MMA, so that's a good one too. Um, Nakamura, Swagger, Roman—all good responses, guys. Yeah, 
Keith, uh, maybe maybe Keith Lee. Um, maybe Keith Lee. From just the brawl standpoint, the only thing about Keith Lee though is that, you know, I wouldn't. It would be tough for Keith Lee to go against a quick striker. It would be tough for him to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I, if, if 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 Jack Swagger was still there, I would say Jack Swagger. Brock Lesnar from a. Yeah, yeah, I heard Jericho was tough, you know, backstage. But from a brawl for all standpoint, I, I yeah, yeah, I guess I, I guess uh, Daniel's uh, Daniel's saying Lars Sullivan. Um, no, I wouldn't say Lars Sullivan because he reminds me of like you know, it's kind of in the Braun Strowman category as far as. Someone who's you know just ridiculously strong, but um, would could be knocked out by someone who's a good striker. Is a good, quick, stri- strong striker. Um, that's that's one of the biggest pitfalls of really big, strong guys. Is that because um, I trained MMA and uh, I've trained with people smaller and bigger than me. And that's one of the biggest pitfalls with like bigger, stronger guys is that if you have a faster, quicker, strong guy, they can, you know, they can eat you up, you know, as far as striking is concerned. So now if it's, now if it's a wrestling, if it's a takedown fest, you know, the person could, you know, the bigger, stronger guy can take them down and do a ground and pound. Um, But however, I mean, if someone's good in jujitsu, uh, they they know how to counter a lot of the ground ground and pounds and change them into submissions. So um, yeah, pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting uh, conversation. Pretty interesting topic there. Thanks for asking that question. Great question. Um, yeah, you never know. Rick Rude knocked out Warrior with one punch. Yeah, our Rick Rude was super super tough um, back in the day, from what I heard. Um. Mysterio was put over several bigger, bigger guys. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, most people reward Kurt Angle as the guy who can't be taken down. Um, yeah, a lot of people say that. A lot of people say uh, Kurt Angle uh, is, is, the, is the guy, although I think there was a scuffle between him and Lesnar or him and Vince. I think I think Taker um, kind of snatched Angle away from a scuffle with Vince, or maybe maybe it was Vince, but I think Taker humbled Angle a little bit. Um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I would put Taker in there, but, you know, he's 53 now. I'm sure he can still go. I'm sure he's still, you know, tough as nails, but, um, you know, the quickness isn't there anymore. So, yeah, good stuff. Good question, everybody. Uh, whoever asked that, I think it was Rob. Who were the original members of the Brood? Who were the um, original members of the Brood? How about that? Got all types of questions tonight. All right, what's next? Sasha Banks injured. Pull out the mixed match challenge. Um, of course, uh, you know Alexa Bliss injured before then <laughs> pulled out the mixed match challenge. Now it's Liv Morgan. 
what in the world? I mean, this Evolution pay per view, man. Um, yikes! And and, and they were saying Sasha's pulled out for the the entire mixed match challenge, which is fourteen weeks long, which is supposed to culminate at TLC in December. So hopefully she's not out until December. She hasn't wrestled since the since early uh, September against the. Uh, I think it was like her and was it her and uh, Bailey against uh, Dana Brooke and uh, and uh, and uh, Ember Moon? I think it was, and that was I think that was the first or first or second week of September. So yeah, it's um it's pretty tough. It's pretty sad because you know you have this big Evolution pay per view and uh you know all the females want to be healthy and ready for this you know this uh, inaugural pay-per-view that's historical. However, the problem is, is like, you know, people are getting injured and this, this evolution pay-per-view is so, it's so weak right now. It really is. It's really, really weak right now. And they're doing a poor job building it and no one's getting uh, excited about it. And they're just like, they're, they're taking, they're, they're, they're plugging the super showdown and they're going straight to, um, to uh, crown jewel. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know the I don't know the uh, severity of her injury right now, um, but it's enough to take her out for 14 weeks. Now they could be now. Granted, they could say, okay, this is an injury that you shouldn't be in the on. You shouldn't be in the mixed match challenge with this injury, um, but we're you know you're still cleared to wrestle on occasion. She hasn't wrestled the past few weeks, um, but maybe she can be healing up for Evolution. Uh, she's not scheduled for a match at Evolution, but I'm sure she would want to be um, because she is one of the pioneer. I mean, she's one of the, the the biggest names that really pushed this movement. I mean, really, you know, you have people like Paige in the beginning in NXT, and you know the Pages, the Emmas, uh, Natalias when they were NXT. Um, of course, you know, Charlotte and the full horsewoman, Charlotte, uh, Sasha, Becky Lynch, and Bailey really helped the movement. Uh, and, you know, perhaps the biggest, you know, uh, the, the perhaps the biggest element of this uh, revolution is the feud between Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair. You know, um, that's probably the most pivotal part of making women's wrestling you know, equal to men's wrestling, you know, they may event it, uh, a pay-per-view, um, you know, they may even at Raw's. I mean, we saw that before with Lita and Trish, I believe, uh, that may even at the uh, a Raw before uh, years ago. But um, that was still, you know, Lita and Trish, you know, of course, they paved the way. But, you know, women's wrestling was still viewed as very, very superior. But, Charlotte and Sasha, you know, really paved the way to make it uh, as equal as yeah. it's ever been. Um, and it's sad that Sasha doesn't have a prominent spot in Evolution, and she was one of the people who really pushed the popularity of the women's division. So, yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty tough on for Sasha. And I agree. Just. She's off 14 weeks. That's significant injury. And this women's evolution, man, is just. And, and, I, and we're, we're for, you know, women's evolution. We're not sexist. We want the women to, 
you know, to to you know prosper just as much as the men. So me and you, we have friends in the business that are women wrestlers, even some legends. But it's just not a good turnout, man. Like you just, like you said, the sandwich in between two of these big cards. Just yeah. Yeah, super, the Super Showdown show, which is getting promoted super heavy. And then in between that, you got one in the Super Showdown super showdown show, the Australia show. Then in the other end, you got Crown Jewel. All again in the yeah. middle, there's the Women Evolution. And yeah. it is nothing to you. It's nobody out there you could bring in. They go, oh man, I gotta watch it now. They said it's Stephanie Russell that would be cool, but Sasha's hurt and everything else is going on. You know what's really the, you know what's really the the cash cow or the base, right. if you will, to make people, you know, really look forward to this. Um, right. Because the way it's looking is, 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 and there's no disrespect to any of the women, because you know we love what they do. It's looking like a uh, back, you know, a Sunday night heat. Yeah. Or, you know, a uh, halftime heat or remember that Jack. Thursday Jack Metal. Remember Thursday metal. Night Raw? Remember that? This was looking like yeah. Thursday night raw. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> was it was it uh oh goodness. Was it the Thursday Raw Thursday or the Tuesday Raw Tuesday? I think it was maybe the Thursday Raw. I think it was Thursday, Thursday Raw Thursday. Yeah. That's what GSP <laughs> would let us know. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up. Um, Thursday Raw Thursday, yeah. Um, yes, it was. People Thursday saying Raw Gangrel Thursday. Hardys, that, the, Gangrel and the Hardys were the new brood. They were the new brood. Uh, that was Gangrel. After he managed um, Gangrel uh, Edge and Christian, Gangrel Edge and Christian are the are the original members of look, look, the look brood. Yeah, the old old rookie Rocky Maivia. Thursday Raw Thursday, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. February thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Let me see that. Thursday Raw Thursday. I think I think that was a thing. I think that was it was. Thursday, I just looked Raw, it up. Thursday. Uh it's uh gosh it was Thursday, uh, I can imagine this man plugging that Thursday Raw Thursday. This is um, you guys know uh Yes. February thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. You got Triple H champion versus IC champ Rocky Maivia. Hedda Banger yeah. versus Otto Montoya and Bob Holly. Yep. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and watch Thursday this Raw, the show. Thursday, Raw, Thursday, at the siren. Oh yes. man, <laughs> what happened to that? Then they bring it back for Raw. Well, they did bring it back briefly for Raw twenty five. Um, yes, yes, they did. Yep, yep. Thursday Raw Thursday, uh, Lowell, was, Massachusetts. Uh, That's around your. How how far is that from uh, from Baltimore? Boston is driving. Uh, no, Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts. I have to look uh, it up because Boston, Boston by default is about a little over six hours driving. Um, let's see, Lowell, Massachusetts. I can tell you right now. I got a little internet. Uh, six hours and twenty three minutes from Baltimore, right. to Lowell, Massachusetts. But yep. same same distance of driving to Ohio on the way. Sweet. Yeah, I mean look, look at look at these legends: you, the Undertaker versus Savio Vega. <laughs> Fifth Nation. Yeah. 
Stone Cold versus Psycho Sid. Yep. Tag champs Owen and Davey Boy versus Farouk and Crush. Yes. Bret Hart versus Vader with Paul Bear. And this is so sad because almost 50% of this card has passed away. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You got, I mean, yeah, if you look at it, literally half the card. Owen Bulldog, Crush, that's three. Vader's four, mm-hmm. Paul Bear's five. So not 50%, I see about 30 to 40%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> With it, if you had the referee, Gorilla Monsoon, you know, yeah. add the little, you know, the, you know, you know, incentives. But um, yeah, Thursday, Raw Thursday, we uh, should do that for a flavor of the week. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, Bret Hart beat Vader in the main event. six minutes and forty-five. Um, Rocky uh, won the Intercontinental Championship against Triple H. Um. Mosh and Thrasher against Autumn Montoya and Bob Holly. Undertaker, Savio Vega, uh, Penn. Uh, Austin City by DQ. And then Crush and Fruit beats Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. There you go. Thursday, Raw Thursday. <laughs> With the first SmackDown. Yeah. Lowell, Massachusetts. That's when uh, that's where Samoa Joe won the NXT Championship from Finn Balor, too. If I'm not mistaken. Um, Glacier is champ with most, better than most current champs. Chris says. <laughs> uh, well, wow, that's uh, that's saying a lot. Um, that's, uh, that's a big call there. Glacier, man. Speaking of Glacier, shout out to Glacier coming out with the uh, with Cody Rhodes. At the all in, so that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, all right, any ask Chris questions? Uh, we'll go ahead and adjust, uh, address. Uh, yeah, real quick, uh, big shout out. My my prayers go to the victims of Hurricane Hurricane Florence uh, in, in North Carolina. Um, yeah, it's been yeah. some some really some really tough stories going on with uh, with Hurricane Florence. Um, and just people losing their homes or a bunch of their homes. I know that Matt Hardy lost uh, his uh, weight room and his, um, uh, like I think his theater uh, room um, because of because of that because of the hurricane. And so uh, my prayers go out to the families uh, and, and victims of Hurricane Florence, and uh, my and, and uh, definitely may God be with you and. Uh, uh, may that um, whatever charity or legitimate charity that you find that um, you can help out in any way, I would definitely um, promote that. So, uh, all right, and all right, so let's go to Cody Rhodes on possible WWE return. Um. Uh, yeah, Daniel says uh, he's in Virginia. Uh, we lucky and he and it missed us. Yeah, um, yeah, really, really, um, really tough, really tough for for the victims of North Carolina. Um, definitely praying for that. Uh, Brandon's asking X Chris, what is WWE doing with Finn? Um, he loves everybody. You no. Know, 
every now and then you get the Dolph Ziggler complex of someone who is a really good worker that they'll kind of push up to the main event and but at the same time they know that he could work they know that he could um uh, uh you know be a good intro guy be a good middle guy be a good main event guy and you know uh Dolph Ziggler calls it the curse of the worker and uh I definitely can see that with Finn Balor the curse of the worker because um man you know he's I don't know yep. what in the world they could do. I mean, I've said this before. It's cra- the crazy thing is that I mean, WWE has so many people, and we're about to talk about this with Cody Rhodes too, and you know, perhaps even get Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks because they said that they they wanted to go to the same place together, and even if they get them too and try to suck the life out of Ring of Honor, which I think that they won't, uh, to try to stack up NXT. Uh, to compete against the G1 Supercard, it's like, man, you have so many wrestlers right now. They're so overstacked that there's a lot of people that just can't do, like, where the heck has Apollo Crews been? You know what I mean? Like, just, you, you buy, you, 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 give people, uh, you give people an income to, to go on main events and, and live events. You know what I mean? Like, that that's that's really, really tough. And now, you know, you have Cody and, uh, you know, we haven't seen uh, Anderson and Gallows. You know, they were a part of right. the tag team tournament, but still, it's like we rarely see them you on know, SmackDown for a long time. We didn't even and, see the bar on SmackDown. And the, only reason, and the only reason why you're seeing the bar right now is because the Bludgeon Brothers, because Eric Roman got injured. Right, exactly, because Roman's injured, yeah. You didn't see so. the, the Usos. Full bit Oscars randomly downloadable content for tag team matches and Naomi. It's like, right. but I, but I think it's to WWE's their strength is their weakness. WWE has always been Vince is the land of the giants, and when you're the size of Mighty Mouse or the super deeper, the super deeper, uh, uh, this was the D for Sesame Street, the super deeper Wonder Guy, um, like Finn Balor and them is this. Tiny little super guy, thank you. It's yeah. like you, you get lost, and it's like, what do you do? You know, you you you. Finn could be two or five live. Finn is basically t- taking the place of Ziggler the past couple of years. Thank God for yep. Galloway. Uh, Ziggler was just there, just there uh, in baseball as utility player. We need you to be main event. Yep. Okay, we need you to open the show. Okay, we need you to hold the belt for two weeks. Okay, we need you to yep. be WWE Shop Zone uh, rep. Right. And that's it. <laughs> and, and if he was in New Japan, or of course, you know, he's big international following. You take Apollo Crews and any of these other people, take them to RH in New Japan, or Lord knows, Impact, Cross the Line, slash TNA, whatever Cross you call it. Cross the Line. Um, <laughs> you know, there would be a little, they, they would, it would be easy for them to get over because they, they're, their marketability and their main, you know, main market and main promotion isn't so much on size. WWE is yeah. the case, and you got, gosh, I, you know, we've seen Finn. Uh, you know, Finn loves everyone. Finnish champ is cool, but he's even tiny compared to Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins oh, yeah. is considered. And Dean Ambrose is nice sized guys, but they're considered small in WWE's world. Yep. So that's yep. that's just the. 
That's just a tough. Yep. That's, that's, that's the reality. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to really put Finn in the main event spot. I mean, there was the rumor that he was going to go against Brock, you know, at the Rumble. Um, but Vince, you know, nixed that reportedly, you know, ru- via rumor. So, you know, it's one of those things, man. He's he's a great, he's a really good worker, you know. He's uh, and it's and it goes back to those. It go, it goes back to. You know, what if he would he have been better if he was just like an NXT mainstay? You know, because he was the man in NXT. Um. You know he he he's, he has that kind of larger in life thing right. with with his entrance and then you know the paint and things like that which I appreciate, but there's no gimmick to Finn Balor, and except for when he gets wears the paint, and you don't want to do that you don't you don't want to oversaturate that, but it's like other than when he's in the paint. Finn Balor looks like a, a, a regular guy, a normal guy, you know, and it's, there's nothing that really stands out. I mean, of course, he has one of the best entrances in WWE, but it's like outside of your entrance when you go into the ring, great moves, great wrestler, but you don't stand out from anyone else. I mean, and and that's at the end of the day, you know, I was on, I was just, I was on a, car, a conference. You, both, both of us, you and you and I, were both on a conference call to uh, today, um, Tuesday. It's a Wednesday now, but uh, Tuesday afternoon, uh, we were on a conference call with Jay Lethal and Madison Ring, and you know, I asked them, I, I asked them about that. I asked Jay Lethal, you know, it's like, man, we live in a gray area of wrestlers. That you know that people are just not really uh, appreciating the art of the babyface and the art of the heel, and, and Lee agreed. You know, he said if it was up to him, he said his preference is a really good good guy and a really uh, hated bad guy. He said he, he appreciates right. that character thing. That's what drove him to uh, loving professional wrestling, and that's what drove me to pro- loving professional wrestling. And it's yeah, like when you have a bunch mean. of wrestlers in the ring. With no characters, that's the reason why the the ratings are the lowest it's ever been because there's nothing that stands out. The character development of these wrestlers in WWE is absolutely suspect. It's terrible, absolutely terrible. There's there's hardly anyone that I get excited to cheer or I get excited to boo. There's hardly anyone like that, and that's you know we can have a. Uh, this new wave of fans as much as we want that really likes the wrestling matches, uh, which, you know, there's a place for that. Uh, I think that, you know, good wrestling matches, for instance, Ricochet and Pete Dunne at NXT was a fun. It was an amazing match. Um, however, I think at the end of the day, the bigger overarching thing is that there's nothing Character-wise, of like, man, I really want the, this guy to lose, or I really want this guy to win triumphantly. That are that's pulling people to wrestling. You know, right now it's right now the product is driving people away more than it's pulling people to. So, and I think that that's a really dangerous spot. Yeah, it's, um, even though the wrestling in the ring may not have been as f as, as athletic. If you look at the 
eighties and the nineties of WCW NWA, um, yeah. especially WWF E. It was so character driven, you know. Hogan, they, you know, think about the roster and the whole card. You had Rick DeMato, Martel, Tito Santana, Shawn Michaels. You had Junkyard Dog, Dusty Rhodes. Everybody was a character. And I'm talking about starting the match off. Strike Force, the Hot Foundation, yep. Demolition, the Road Wars, exactly. the Donna Brothers. You had the Mountie. Uh, you know, even. You had the Rougeau singing, We're All American yeah, Boys. Rougeau, right. Yeah, the oh, Rougeau, I'm American boys. Yeah, my man, <laughs> yeah, Rujo, yeah, my man Dino Bravo. You had the Brooklyn Brawler. You know, yeah. the Barry Horowitz. WCW, even though the NWA was more Southern, it was more based on the wrestling, you still had the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, yeah. Sting, Dusty, Magnum TA, Flair. You know, you had uh, Rick Rude. Manny Fernandez, even even in Alex Wright, Disco Inferno. Yes. He's still, That's you know, Liz Mark Jr., LaParka, you know, Chavo, you, you still looked at these cards. Craig Pittman, Buddy Lee Parker, it was, these guys had characters, even if they was the beginning of the match to to the main event. Not even knowing there's Sting Hogan or Luger or Nash and Hall. Right. You, you know, look at Glacier, it's like, okay, but he's a, you know, it, it's all about characters and people wanted to watch. They wanted to care. Yeah. You, you yep. just said Savio Vega in the nation. Uh, Savio Vega had a group called Los Barricos. They right. were Puerto Ricans. Los Barricos. Los Barricos. Yeah. Everyone had a reason. My, my man, uh, my, my good buddy Tom Brandy, Salvatore Sincere. Everyone had a character or something about them yep. that you wanted to watch them. That's and now it's just, oh, Finn Balor. Right. Just, yeah. You know, just okay. comes in with a jacket, has a cool entrance, Apo- and then, you know. And Apollo then, Crews know. is just the little black man, like somebody's uncle with a cookout. It's, yeah. <laughs> now also said, in the ring. Right. Nothing. Nothing else. You know, it's sad because I really like Apollo Crews, but nothing. All right, let me fire away these uh, Ask Chris questions, and we'll get to grading Raw and SmackDown. We talked a lot about Raw. Um, we'll grade Raw and SmackDown. Uh, real quick, Goodfellas asking, WWE long-term strategy of not building stars and the making the brand the star uh, is going to backfire and make the fans not care and have no one to root for or care about. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, that's, that's the reason why the ranks ratings are tanking. Chris is asking, uh, ask Chris, would the WWE be better if it reduces the number of shows and pay-per-views they put on, on in a year. Well, they did reduce the number of pay-per-views. It was up to, uh, like, 14, 15, 16, you know. No, I think it was up to, like, 19 uh, in, in one year, and they uh, brought it down to, like, 14 or something like that. Um, but now if you're adding these, you know, the Saudi Arabia stuff and, um, you know, it's going back, creeping back up there, you know what I mean? But – it's the, the the thing is with WWE, they're seeing so much money, you know, with these pay-per-views that it's like, yeah, it's oversaturation, but, you know, it's money in our pocket. So, I mean, I understand it from a business standpoint, so I can't really fault them there. But is it, I mean, how much is it damaging your product altogether? And that's something they should consider. Zed is asking, have you heard any news about TV networks being interested in pro wrestling outside of WWE? 
I know about Ring Warriors on WGN America, but wonder if you had more information. Now, speaking of WGN America, from what I heard, WGN America was um, kind of, you know, gauging over the numbers for All In. Now, you know, Cody and the Young Bucks haven't said that they want to start, you know, anything like that. But I, I personally think that uh, NWA would be a perfect spot for WGN. Um I think NWA needs to be televised. I think the 10 Pounds of Gold series is awesome. Uh, I think it can continue. I understand that the NWA wants to be kind of like a underground type of thing, kind of building from, and I like it. I really, really respect that. But I think uh, there's a lot of money that could be, um, you know, potentially done. Um, of course, ROH, uh, you know, they, they're owned by Sinclair, so uh, they're, they're with WGN affiliates and, and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, ROH is televised. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood <clears throat> was televised somewhere. I forgot where I saw that on TV, but that was tele- championship Holly- Championship Wrestling from Hollywood was televised as well. Um, but like I said, I, I forgot the, I forgot the channel though. Um. So yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's some there's some alternatives out there, of course, and of course, Impact Wrestling uh, is a weekly television. Uh, let me see. I got I see a couple more. Let me see. I'm gonna try to get as many as I can. Gabriel's asking. Since it seems like WWE can push anyone they really want to, who would you want to see WWE push? Um. See, that's kind of tough because there's a lot of people who don't really have a good character right now. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre's a, a, a safe answer, but they, it's pretty inevitable that they are going to push him. If I can choose anyone, uh, I would say, I mean, I, like, yeah, man, I really like Apollo Cruz. I don't know how they could do it, but. I think he has the ability to have some, uh, you know, he's have some stellar matches. Work on his character somehow and and, and push the guy, man. He, I think he's awesome. Um, I think there's one more. All right, JSP, I hold a soft spot in my heart for anyone that is ill, but do you think them putting the Connors Cure segment on TV with all the heels and faces is the right thing to do? That is an excellent question. That is an excellent, excellent question. It really is. Um, I was thinking about that, too. So you're not the only one. You're not the only one. I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to say it wasn't because, you know, we we, we support. We definitely support the, the, the reasoning for Connor's cure. And, um, cool. but, um, but if it was up to me, I would have kept it in kayfabe and had all the baby faces out there, honestly. Uh, you know, Big Show's been doing the kind of, uh, she's been, he's, he's been doing kind of like this, been the spokesperson over the past few weeks. Uh, you know, maybe if, you know, anybody, Big Show's a baby face or a heel when at the snap of a finger, whenever you want him to be. Remember, uh, so Big yeah. Show's immortal. Big Show fell yeah. from the Kobo Hall in 1995 with yeah. no scratches and appeared just an hour and a half later. Yep, he's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I I think I think all the baby faces personally, you know, if if you want to 
if you want to stick to it being professional wrestling, I think that, uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I would have had the baby faces out there just to s- stick with kayfabe. Now, backstage, everybody rush all the people from the Connors Cure and embrace them like crazy. You know, um, and you know, it's so funny because I can't stand you deserve a chance. But that is one time where I absolutely loved the You Deserve a Chant when they did that presentation. And the crowd in Denver started saying You Deserve it. I absolutely love it. Loved it, and I agree with it 100%. It was a great – it was a very timely chant for that presentation. So you know, close to, to that uh, as well. So Yeah, let's, let's, let's add to these, these, uh, these fan chants that just – I mean, you you and I know being at Manias together and other shows is burns on biscuits. I mean, you deserve a chance. I'm with you. When that happens, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But come on. You, yeah. you take someone yeah. who's been off for two, you still got it. You deserve it. That is yeah. awesome. Fight like, forever. Oh, gosh, please. Fight forever. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know what? I'm gonna. This is how I feel about fight forever, chance. <laughs> That buzz. There's, I think there's probably one Fight Forever chant that I enjoyed ever, and that was when Shinsuke Nakamura went against uh, Sami Zayn at Takeover yeah. before Mania. I think that was the only time I enjoyed that. But it's like, man. Uh, uh, wanted to shout out WWE for trying to air quote steal a book from uh, Monday Night Football. They they added the female commentator. And they decided to add Renee Young, but yeah. Jennifer was 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 smart because you know what happened. She was on there for one week, the first week on Monday Night Football. Everyone said the same thing: "Look, we can't deal with her voice. Her voice is annoying." And guess what? She's not been back on the main broadcast booth. She's back to doing anchor work, or working on the field. But yet WWE yeah. still uses Renee Young, and like as I said, she's yep. great. But she's not. It doesn't fit her. Let her keep doing. Yeah, it doesn't. Shows. It doesn't. Yeah. All right. One more ask Chris question, and then we're going to grade Raw and SmackDown. Russ is asking, what should happen in the business if the NWA got a big financial backer like WCW in the '80s? Uh, like I've said this before, man. I would make Chris Jericho one of the top guys. I would. I would make him. I would. My first. Angle for NWA would be a Chris Jericho versus Sammy Callahan. That would that would enter that would uh, be the first main event for that show. Um, I think that that uh, can create a, generate a big buzz. Um, well, I, I would probably be like a semi main event for like if they had NWA. I would like bring I would bring like like an NWA Television Championship or something like that. But uh, Cody Rhodes is champ now. I think he, you know he he main event great against anyone. You know uh, a rematch against Nick Aldis or something like that would would be would be safe. So yeah, I think there's plenty of there's plenty of talent out there that can make a really really good alternative brand. So we'll see um, see where NWA goes. All right, uh, one more trivia question, then we'll grade Raw and SmackDown. Just grades, and then we'll do the tournament. What was Bill DeMott's name and finishing move uh, name in WCW? What was Bill DeMott's name and finishing move name in WCW? All right, simple simple grades. Raw and SmackDown, we talked a lot about Raw, um, uh, both in Denver. Um Shield, uh, the in-ring promo, Finn Balor defeating Jinder Mahal. 
Connor getting her win. I think uh, I've read some stats somewhere that that was his first TV win since NXT in 2013. So that was his first win, so singles win in five years. Um, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre uh, defeating the Revival. The Elias bit with uh, Kevin Owens and then uh, Leo Rush, which, I, again, man, I really like Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah. Lashley yeah, winning by yeah. DQ. Nia Jax beating Lisa Fox and then the Shield defeating uh, Baron, Baron Corn at AOP. I like the Shield and AOP thing that they were doing. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that. Didn't get a push. Uh, um, uh, SmackDown. Yeah, C plus. Uh, I'd give it like a C minus. I was, I was, I was out. I, I, I yeah, didn't hey, do too much. For they me. kept reminding me. I like the main me event, but everything else was just last, last time week. ever. Triple H Undertaker uh, for like the eightieth thousandth time. Yeah. SmackDown, The Truth TV. I love The Truth TV. R-Truth is the absolute man. I loved it. Um, Miz defeating R-Truth. Seamus defeating Big E. I don't like the whole... I don't like the tag teams losing in singles matches. I don't like that. Rusev and Aiden English bit. Um, You know, I like that. You know, I'm still getting into that. The whole side where, you know, Lana, One Night in Milwaukee. Uh, Naomi and Oscar defeating Sonny and Deville and Randy Rose. Ty Dillinger uh, beating Nakamura by DQ because of Randy Orton attacking, and then Randy Orton saying that uh, Dillinger's not the next victim. He just can't stand the, the, the ten chance, um, which is really good for a heel. And then the AJ Styles and Samoa Joe stuff that I, I just was, I'm just not into. Uh, I'm not. Uh, um, I give it a C plus. Yeah, yeah. Give it the hard truth. I say a solid C because of the truth, and I say C minus for for Raw. So yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Flavor of the week. Let's get into the first round of this tournament. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Until oh, man. Um. Did we get anything with uh Did we get anything with uh Hugh Morris? I didn't see that. I don't think no one got it. People saying uh Okay, there we go. Here we go. Zombie. Zombie and Daniel. Gabriel and GHP, but uh okay, Gross. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Good job, guys. Hugh Morris, no laughing matter. Hugh Morris, no laughing matter. Great job. All right, so let's jump right into this tournament. Uh, real quick, guys, first round. I'm going to take the first few of them. It seems like it's trending. I like how we do the votes uh, and the real deal. Uh, so, yeah, all right. So let's do the first round. Hillbilly Jim versus... Jake the Snake Roberts. Hillbilly Jim versus Jake Roberts. Who you got? Jake. Gabriel's asked Chris, we can build a faction of new debut in town. Who would it be in it? Oh, remember to ask me that, that next week, Gabriel. That's a really, really good question. Really good question. Really good question. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> Rob's dead. All right. So Jake wins that one. I'm seeing Jake. Or as uh, it says in the WrestleFest game, Jake, DDT. <laughs> I was a big fan of WrestleFest back in the day. Uh, all right. Jake 
wins that one. All right, uh, let's zoom through here. Next, we have um, Coco Beware versus King Kong Bundy. Coco Beware versus King Kong Bundy. What we got with that? Isaiah <laughs> said, yes. Wow, Russell Fest mentioned. You better believe it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the top rope. Perfect plex. <laughs> Jake, TDT. All right, come on, guys. What you got? King Kong Bundy or Coco Beware? Okay, so Bundy, of course. A lot of people saying Bundy. I think that was pretty, uh, I think that was pretty, uh, uh, obvious. All right, here's the next one. As Jesse even to say, Animal Steel, Animal Steel, George the Animal Steel against uh, Cowboy Bob Orton. Cowboy Bob Orton with the real raspy voice. Real, the Cowboy Bob Orton. Which one do you got? Animal Steel or Orton? Animal Steel. Or Orton. Animal Steel. We got it. We got it. We got All right. We got Orton. Uh, Gross is asking who are the original members of the Legion of Doom. Uh, that's a good question. Um, Roberts. Uh, Brandon's asking. To, all right. All these questions. Do you like the Ministry Undertaker Gamer with this uh, with this faction? No. No. That was the question. <laughs> All right, JYD, Dog, Hercules. JYD, Hercules. Let's uh, get these right quick. What do you got? Who you got? Hercules or JY Dizzle? JY Dizzle. All right, looks like we got some. Uh, looks like JYD. That would have been my guess as well. Um, all right. Hacksaw Jim Duggan to the beat people up. <laughs> Harley Race. Duggan or Race? Which one you got? This is, uh, let's hurry up with this one here. Duggan or Race? Duggan or Race? Um, what we got? Duggan or Race? Race. Duggan or Race? Alright. I'm seeing Race. I'm seeing Holly. I'm Steve Harley. All right. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Bad News Brown. Dusty Rhodes, Bad News Brown. Which one you got? Dusty Rhodes, Bad News Brown. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got Who we got? All right. We got it. We got Dusty Rhodes. Bad News Brown. Dusty Rhodes, Bad News Brown. Okay. All right, as we uh, finish this, like Dusty, uh, as we finish this, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. 339 episodes. There's a couple more. Paul Orndorff versus Big John Studd for the first round. You can put those in the chat as we close. And the next one is Bam Bam Bigelow against One Man Gang. All right? So those are two. Put them in the chat. Until, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, God bless you all. It's been an honor, as always. It's been an honor, This is Chris Featherstone. God bless you all. And until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, 
I do it for you. Follow the Chris Prolific, follow Crave Wrestling. God bless you all. We'll see you later. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.